Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Folks at home, folks at home. So before Mike gets back, I guess we'll tell everyone that he turns 46 on Sunday. Man. So we've brought some little smash cakes for him. We almost bought Eric a cake, but then he didn't show up tonight. Yeah, well, that's why we had two cakes, because apparently it's Eric's birthday, too. Yeah, thought of a Eric cake. Eric doesn't get a cake. No, not when you don't And show Mike's up. so old that it took, you know, the two cakes to get all the candles on there, so he has two cakes now. One for the four and one for the six. I know. He keeps it going, though. Yeah. My goodness. What's going to be? 45? 46. 46? Holy mackerel. Man, I'm on the couch. This is nice. You're old as dirt, man. I like being on the couch. Oh, it feels I'm good. I'm straight. Do I look weird? No, you look nice. You changed. I just put on comfy pants. Who are you wearing I'd like, now? I'd like to see a little more cleavage, but I, I like honestly, it. Honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't stand the smell of myself because I got smoked out by that thing. You got I, smoked I out had, by the Traeger? I had a, I had a slight, smell. I had a, a pellet experience. I'm learning. I'm learning about the Traeger. We had a slight smoking experience. We did. My eyes still burn. Uh, Some good uh, meat, Mr. though. Mr. Becky, it took a long meat. time to smoke those wonderful ribs. Good that job, was amazing. Good job, guys. Ribs. Guys, you killed it. Why can't I hear him? Am I supposed to hear him? No, no, you can't hear him. Oh, okay. Oh, you've like got to, you've got to like tilt one ear to the side so you can. I might hold this. I might keep that one. Yeah. Mm. We don't know. That's awesome. Are we back on? We're it's back live. My birthday. Oh. I sat down because no one was here. Oh, okay. No, I, I like talking. it. I like the <laughs> we, the mix of positions here. Brian, let's do this. Do we have a Do we have a minute before Jim's coming on, or or, or Jim coming right on? We do whatever the hell you want. I was gonna say, why don't we do? Let's do an unboxing while we're here, real quick. Why Brian's getting Jim ready. Let's do an unboxing. What do you think? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And, Pick uh, one. Let's Pick see. a box, any box. Well, is this, uh, yeah. All right, here, Beck. Wanna, Pick you, one that, that's been open. Pick where? one that's been open. Oh, There's here. supposed to be a whole slew that haven't been open. Let's see. Yeah, this one hasn't been open. Take yeah. that one. You take that one and we'll. Oh, did, did we get, no. What? We're not opening three boxes at once. No, two. I quit. All right. All right. Let's open one. I quit. Open one. All right. All right. We want to make it quick. Open this one. Uh, and let, Pete, let me remind everybody, uh, Ike Live is the only live webcast slash podcast that does an MTB unboxing. Is that true? That is true. We're Maybe. the only one that does it live. There's a lot of those corny dudes that do it on YouTube. <laughs> but, uh, uh, We're the only careful, ones that do it live. Careful, so. they're sensitive. There's liquid yeah. All right, so here. Beck, you got your product. You want to talk a little bit about it and then yeah. pass it on to Pete? We've got the Shad Scent Liquid Mayhem. Now, I do want to tell everyone, if you're a, an avid follower of this show, you might think you can eat your liquid mayhem. Right. We don't recommend that. <laughs> no. That was a prank. That was a they prank. They were filled just for us. Right. Don't eat it. Don't eat your liquid don't mayhem. Don't eat it. But Put it on your great bait. stuff. We, these are these are some um, some of our favorite Canadians. Yes, great scent. Yeah. Pete, digging that box. What do you got in there? Show us something interesting. Well, you know, this is interesting. Oh, now look at that. Uh, let, 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 
we, yeah, we need to put that in the back eventually to get Brian to get a close up on that. That is interesting. <laughs> that is really interesting. What do you got there? Top water? It's a top water. It's a, it's a popper style bait. It's a lucky craft. It's black. It's black as, with dude, this, uh, some chartreuse dude, highlights this, on it. This reminds me of the Aaron Martin bird theory, right? The blackbirds, right? the black and yellow. The blackbirds are going crazy in the reeds right yes. now. So wait, when do you throw a black bait? Is it like clear water, mucky water? You blow. You you always throw a black bait when the bass have a tendency to bite a black bait better. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's key. Bass University knowledge. I've only ever right there. been allowed to throw soft plastics <laughs> until recently. Yeah. So I base mine on the most, you know, sparkle it'll give yeah. in the water. No, you, so I'm not very aware on yeah. this hard To bait. me, you actually, you hit the boat, you hit the two times that a mm. black bait works. You, you set them both, which is to me, it's uh, low light, dirty water. A black bait is great because it's all silhouette. So at night, you see a lot of dudes throwing a straight black bait just because it's all, you know, just black. It blends in, but it, it mm-hmm. provides that big silhouette. The other time is clear water. Dude, something about black and clear water. Pete, you're the master of it with soft plastic. It's, it's like the absence of color. The absence of color and, in clear water. What does it piss them off? I can't explain it. They have an affinity toward it. It's like everything in nature has black in it yep. at some point. Uh, they can see it. For a mile away. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't explain it other than, you know, there are times when it's, it's absolutely key. It's key. You know, so you got, you just got to have those. You got to have your bait. You know, people, a lot of people don't throw a black crankbait. Hardly at all. And a lot of companies don't make a black crankbait. Right. Rapala is one of the few. That's right. Rapala is one yeah. of the is few. Is that the same logic with a black frog? It is the same logic with a black frog. And it works for a frog, right? It works for a jig. A lot of people will throw it. Black in those color patterns for some reason, but when they get to top waters and buzz baits, crank and baits, crank baits, they they're they're but, just kind of like brainwashed away from throwing it. Yeah, but it's 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 a color choice that you've got to factor in. Pete, yeah. do, you, do you cover that in Bass U? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Pete, you. Uh, here, let me let's keep going with the MTB unboxing, and I always say this, Brian the Carpenter. One of the cool things about this box is it forces lures. In your hand that you wouldn't normally buy, and the one that I picked, dude, this is really cool. It's a Optima swim bait. What? Yeah, Brian, the covered. I'm serious. This is actually a really cool bait. Yeah. It's an Optima swim bait. Normally, when you think about swim baits, you think about those giant tennis yeah. shoe. And Optima is a West Coast company. They make a lot of those big ones. Dude, look at that little thing. It looks like a Ned rig. Swim dude, bait. it is a small swim bait. Dude, look at that thing. It looks. Like, it could look like a shad. It could look like a little owl wife, a little minnow. And a lot. That's of the, dope. A lot of those threads and shad dope. are just like that. They're they're short and short and small. Tall. Two three inches tall mm-hmm. across the back. Mm-hmm. That's right. Optima swim bait. Very cool. Bait. There it goes. Good That's highlight good bait, of it, man. Got these uh, bio spawn. Uh, it's called a bio crawl. Bio spawn. Seth fighter. I tell you what. It's 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 like it's pretty dense. You know. I mean. Texas rig that thing probably throw this in the back of a bus bait right sure just keep it across the top of the water and these, Texas rig it yeah these, jig uh, trailer you can break them apart you keep them together it's pretty cool but it's Pete would wacky rig it and dead stick it <laughs> yeah. uh, real quick cool. I, I'd put cool. it down after my fifth five pound Brian a carpenter I would, I would punch <laughs> shot nice. it yeah. look what else is in there Brian a carpenter I'm looking Bam. sluggos what sluggos Get out oh, blast from the past you don't count them out cool. they worked back in the eighties they still work. Look at that thing. 
Lunker City Sluggo. Do you remember how good they were back in the day? Dude, the Sluggo and the Finesse Fish. Pete and Dude, I got caught everything. Oh, we crushed them all back in the day. Literally. Everything. Who's next? That was amazing. You know, you know what I looked at those sluggos and I thought, you know how the Kentucky Lake guys are doing it with that Mega Bass um, jer- Jerky Jake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and I looked at the. I'm a, that's a sluggo. Yeah, slender. Just yeah. letting the it, tail do its, its own a, thing. It's the same shape. No big giant boot making the bait do weird stuff. Right. It's just letting natural. The, letting the vibration. Yes. Of that Yes. Making the tail quiver. Very cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Very, very it's cool. It's cool to see Lunker City back in the box. Reminds me of uh, Terry Baxay. Shout out to Terry Baxay. Shout out to Terry Baxay. Yeah. I haven't seen him for a while. From I, I set Terry up. Interesting story real quick on Terry Baxay. I set him up. Um, I had a, a guy I met in Austin when I shot my show down there in Austin, Texas. This guy, Dusty, was taking a trip with his wife to New York City. And he wanted to catch smallmouth. And he said, where can I go to catch big smallmouth that's close to New York City? I said, well, like Champlain, you know, but that's, you know, so many hours. I said, you can go to the Upper Hudson. That's so many hours. And I started thinking about Candlewood. Yeah. And I hooked him up with Terry Baxay, and he put him on almost a five-pound smallmouth. Wow. Which is his personal best smallmouth. So shout out, shout out to Terry Baxay. Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. I'm, I'm hoping I might see Terry this year up at one of the Lake Champlain tournaments. Be awesome to see him. Yeah. yeah. Be awesome to see him. Uh, Did you tell everyone to go out and buy their Ike Live line cutters? Yeah. yeah. Ike hey, Live line cutters, Bri? They've got some cool new products coming out. I don't think I'm allowed. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. I can't remember what my email said, but they've got <laughs> some new line cutter products Ooh. that aren't rings. Are you teasing us? Not on purpose. Uh, I just can't remember if the email said I could are you, say. Are you gonna uh, make? Are you making an announcement about an announcement? <laughs> an announcement yeah, well, about an announcement. You know what? This on is the problem. Everyone is prepping for iCast, and everyone puts in for all those new products, yeah. um, like competitions, and everything they do at iCast. Yep. So you know, every once in a while, they kind of like put something by you, like don't tell anyone, but we're putting this in. So it's kind of cool. So I, I think I think look I think BU is going to be heading down to ICAST, so everyone should be tuning in to the Bass University. We'll be covering it live with, with all the new yeah. products. As a matter of fact, it's funny you should say that. We've been trying to uh, fit Bass University basics into the new lore category, and so far we've been rejected. That's funny. It's a lure that catches humans. That's right. It catches people. Same thing. They're not accepting it at this time. Access denied. We've got, uh, finally, uh, this is, uh, like I said before, we saved the best for last. Hell yeah. We've got a great friend of the show, great friend of all of us on tonight. He's been here live. Uh, It seems like yesterday we had him on the show. Brian Carpenter, in fact, it was early on in our podcast that we had Jim and his brother on, and we didn't yeah. know what the hell we were doing back then. Still don't, and we still don't. But uh, <laughs> I, f- I wonder if sometimes I'm, we're not going a little bit backwards. We might be going backwards. I don't know. They might have been better back then. But I'm excited to have him on the show with us tonight. Uh, the one and only UFC superstar, Jim Miller, joining Ike Live tonight. Jim, hey. what's up, man? Oh, not much, not much. Good to see you. You two always see is the back of your head. Uh, only the back of my head. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot the way we're set up here with Skype. Uh, first things first, how's the fishing? 
When's the last time you fished? Give me a recap on fishing. I don't want to talk fighting yet. I want to talk fishing right now. What's going on with fishing? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Caught, uh, caught some bats and uh, hooked into a, a muskie or two, but they, uh, oh, they didn't have a leader on at that time. We were just trying to catch bass. So. Muskie. Another Snap. muskie story, Brian. we got to get north. Dude, we got to get north. Yeah. I'm so sad we don't have him down here. Uh, this is incredible. Where are, you, where are you hooking up with muskie, Jim? Um... I forget what lake we were at. It, um, Don't say the name. Eric will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the lake we were at. But uh, yeah, it's Wisconsin. They're they're everywhere up there. Uh, ah, Wisconsin. Yeah, there's a few muskies up in that part of the country. Yeah. It, have you officially rigged your bass cat that you won at the Ike Foundation <laughs> tournament? <laughs> Uh, n- no. <laughs> yeah! No! So are you saying it's a flower pot on the side of your house? I am, I am a hillbilly. Yes! <laughs> Our very own Brian the Carpenter had one sitting on the side of his house for about 30 years, so... Yeah, you did. Come on, man. The good thing is we have the sales guy here, so maybe he could help you with some fishing sponsorships. All right. You know, and get you set up so we can get you out on the water. That's right. There we go. There we go. Maybe we could blame the Ike Foundation. Does this year's boat have a motor on it? I I, I think it's going to. Yeah. I cannot confirm that, but I, I... Okay. It's a good hey, possibility. Joe, Joe Sancho just ripped his giant goatee off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. That man's got broad shoulders. He carried Dan and I through that entire. <laughs> <laughs> now you are Jim. You you're you're fishing this year again with us. We're very excited to have you back. And you're I'm excited to be back. yes, you're coming in as a returning champion. You fished one That's event. Right. You won. You're, this is your second one. Give me some expectations for this year. Are you, uh, oh, oh, look at that! Right oh, wow. Look at that! There it goes! There it goes! I see it! Trophy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming down to, to, uh, to catch, to catch some fish on the Delaware this time. <laughs> yeah! You know, but, uh, it's, a, it's just a great event and, uh, I'm excited to come down and, and be a part of it and, uh, yeah, try to try to give back and and get some kids fishing, man. That's awesome. Well, we we appreciate your support, man, and and getting young kids fishing uh, in urban areas so important to have guys like you come out um, and support it. It's very humbling for us. So thank you for doing that. I I want to switch gears a little bit. When you were here, seems like yesterday, but it was years ago. I know we were talking that you were going to start your podcast. And you have since, and you've been very successful. Tell us a little. I think you've been successful. I've watched some. What are? Tell us some of the. What are some of the good things that have happened? Some of the bad things that have happened. Has it been what you expected? Podcasting. Do you start on time? Do you start on time, or are you always oh, late? No, like never, never. Okay. I don't think we've ever started on time. Um, it, you know, I. Try to try to do a lot of it myself, learn a lot of the game, you know, and uh, it, it has been the toughest part is getting people to, you know, my my co-hosts to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. You know? So uh, it's uh, it's but it's been fun and, and um, have gotten to get a couple opportunities off of it, you know, and, and kind of branch out and stuff like that. So, um, you know, staying consistent is the toughest part and and. 
you just gotta just gotta be disciplined with it. But uh, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah. You see, I, I started to decorate a little bit behind me. I put I up that. saw wow. and some some hammers and stuff. Oh yeah, Brian the carpenter, <laughs> you should it. really appreciate that. Oh, I do. <laughs> Brian appreciates that. I do. Appreciate uh, Jim, that's one of the things I I, I just want to say that I admire, and it's it's. I see it in all sports. I see it in baseball, football. I see it in fishing. I see it in UFC. There are guys that are able to diversify and and do other things in their life and other businesses. And you do that real well. Uh, wh- what is it? What drives you to do all these things? I mean, you hunt. You fish. You're a fighter. You've got the gym. You've got the podcast. Uh, you, you're doing the beer thing. you got all this stuff. What gives you that drive, and why don't other why don't all the guys in UFC do that? Um, I don't know. I think it's just a personality type. You know, I I, uh, I like to do things. I like to to build things, and uh, I don't know. I come from a family that's very, um, I guess, stubborn is the right word. Yeah, <laughs> hard headed. Uh, you know, and and my dad always did things on his own, and and. Um, it wasn't necessarily because he always wanted to. I mean, when we were growing up, it was there was financial aspect of it as well. And uh, but he he got pride in doing things himself. And you know, I saw that. My siblings saw that. So um, I I like to to make things to to be a part of it. You know, and and yeah. be a part of the process. I mean, like we just had our barbecue at the gym, and we could cater it. It would be easy enough to cater the thing, but as a family, we really enjoy making the food ourselves because then that there's that little bit of you know th- that sweat equity that goes into it, and yeah. it just kind of it's a little more satisfying. Yeah, it's a little more satisfying for us. Um, and I, I feel like you know I feel like uh, you know our students stuff appreciated, but um, honestly, <laughs> I mean I I think they'd have fun either way. Um, but I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, I made 70 pounds of freaking mac and cheese this year. And, <laughs> and it basically all went. So it's like, it, I mean, was it a, was it a task and a hassle? Yeah, it was, but it was, I enjoyed doing it. I, I, I like cooking too, you know? So it's, it's just part of the process and part of the craft of things. And, um, that's why I like fighting and jujitsu as well. Cause it's, there's so much that goes into it. And yeah. I mean, everything, Pretty much everything that I do is kind of like that, you know. Whether it is fishing or or hunting or uh, fighting and, and all this stuff, there's there's so many little things and you know the devils in the details type stuff. Um, but I, I enjoy that. Jim, isn't it uh, going to be a little bit challenging for your guys to make weight when you're giving them 70 pounds of macaroni and cheese? <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones that are fighting, we've got a couple guys fighting this weekend, so they didn't they didn't go too deep, you know. We kept an eye on them. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was the people that weren't fighting that were able to go after it. You know, the fight team is rather small, so. Gotcha. Now, I I want to jump into along the lines of you kind of being a man of many avenues, many businesses. I want to talk a little bit about um, Lyme's disease, and and yep. it's it's uh, we talked about it before you came on. I think everybody, every one of us in this room either know someone that deals with it, know someone that had it, know someone, you know, it's somehow connected to it. Mm-hmm. Or someone that still may have it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like over on this side of the room. Yeah. 
tell us a little bit about give give us your background with limes, and I know you're do, you're a champion of bringing awareness to it. Give us a little background uh, on what limes means to you. Um, well, I, I am uh, I'm dealing with chronic Lyme right now. Um, so I don't know exactly when I was bitten by a tick. Um, I always thought that you know you, the tick had to be on you for a certain amount of time, and and since being diagnosed with it, I've I've learned a lot about it. Um, you know, I was always around ticks. I've found plenty crawling on me. Uh, I think in my life I've only found one that was like, you know, actually bitten, bitten on there. But um, they're hard to decipher between freckles, right, Jim? They can be. I mean, like, uh, you know, the deer tick is really small Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the, the, um, like the nymph stage, the, the young deer ticks, I mean, they're, they're like a grain of sand practically. I mean, they're tiny. And if they have the bacteria and they bite you, they could potentially give it to you. Um, so you, you don't know. I mean, I've seen pictures of, of little kids with, with, uh, a, you know, a deer tick on their gums or like under their eyelid. They're so small that they get into places where you think you'd feel them. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't have to be engorged. They don't have to stay on there for a few days. I remember as a kid, it was like, oh, the, the tick has to be on you for three days for you to get Lyme disease. That's not true. Um, if they regurgitate into you, they can give it to you. And that can be as short as a couple minutes. You know, oh, if wow. they bite you and they, they don't like something, whether it's your sunscreen or, you know, something you've got on you and they, you know, spit in you, puke into you, and jump off of you. You never know what happened, um, and you could very well be infected. Um, so, you know, I I was diagnosed. Uh, it was like two or three days uh, before I fought Diego Sanchez. Um, so that was 2016, uh, March 2016. I was, I had like the worst, the worst camp of my life. You know, I I um, I could barely train. I could barely get out of bed some days. Um, you know, I pretty much didn't train for that fight. I, I probably would get in like, you know, maybe, maybe five or six workouts a week. Yeah. Um, it, it was not, it, it was not what a, what a training camp for a professional fight, uh, should be. So, um, I thought, and that's, that's one of the tough things too, is that, you know, Lyme is a, uh, they call it the great imitator. Um, the, the symptoms can disguise themselves and, and it can look like a lot of different diseases. Um, I personally thought that I had rheumatoid arthritis. I had a lot of the symptoms. I had really severe joint pain to the point where like I could be warmed up and, and going, you know, in a practice and I'd go to stand up and I'd have to put my hands on my knees and I'd grunt and groan standing up. When you're all warmed up and you should be moving and, and everything should be, you know, greased up and you're going, um, I was going up and down stairs sideways because it was easier on my knees, grabbing the railing. And I thought that was because, oh, well, I've been a fighter for, you know, at that point, 10 years. Um, that's what I thought it was. I had a couple other symptoms, uh, numbness and tingling, uh, you know, in my hands and stuff and my legs. And, um, again, I've, I've got, I've got neck injuries. I've got, a you know, back injuries, so I figured it was something else. I right. thought it was something else. And, you know, um, it happened to not be. <laughs> right. it, it happened to be Lyme disease. So um, 
you know, I, I started on I started on doxycycline, which is still one of those things. I mean, it's the treatment. Uh, nobody's really 100% in any of the treatments. Um, when you catch Lyme disease early, if you go on doxy for a couple of weeks, it's usually pretty good at beating it. Um, but in where I was, uh, you know, I, I've been on it for a while now. So, yeah. uh, you know, over two years now, basically, you know, I've had some times where I, I went off of it to give it a shot and see if I was, you know, uh, in remission, but, uh, I ended up not being, um, but then it's a lot of supplementation and, you know, uh, you know, I changed my diet up a little bit and, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, like I said, I don't, I don't remember being bitten by a tick. I yeah. don't, yeah, no, I don't know when it happened. I don't know when I was bitten. I it very well could have been in, you know, later 2014. Yeah. Um, it could have been in 2013. I, I had, you know, I had a series of uh, migraines and, and a weird, really weird illness in, in 2013 that I didn't think anything of. I ended right. up going to going to the doctor. I went to an ENT. I went to a neurologist because I had couple couple migraines. I was really nauseous, like to the point where my friends are pissed because I didn't tell them I was so nauseous. Because if I if I got a good whiff of my coffee in the morning, I would throw up. Uh, every time I took out the garbage, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be throwing, you know, garbage in the bag and bringing it down the, bring it down the driveway and I would, and I would lose it. I, I'd blow oh, chunks. Man. Um, and I, you know, at the time I was like, what the hell, you know, like the, my, my nieces got sick or something like that. They had like rotavirus or it got it at, at daycare. And I was like, maybe it's that, you know, but, yeah. um, it was probably, when I got bit by a tick, you know, that was probably the early stages of Lyme. And, um, I mean, the thing is, who knows though? So, yeah. uh, now, now let me, let me jump in real quick. There's a lot of people yeah. watching and listening or will listen to this down the road mm-hmm. and they're, they're saying, shit, I have, I feel like that. I have all these symptoms. Yeah. I have this. Yeah. I'm dealing yeah. with this. What, what is the process? If, if, if someone's listening and they're saying, damn, you know, I I'm I hunt, I fish all the time. I've been doing it mm-hmm. since I was a kid. Maybe maybe this is something I have. What what's the process? What should they do? Um, they they need to talk to their doctor. And and the the tough part right now is that it's still it's still like fifty fifty. Some doctors don't really believe um, that you can get Lyme chronically. Uh, that, that it can get into these later stages and, and stuff like that. So, um, you, you talk to your doctor if they if they test you, if they're willing to test you, that's awesome. But the tests are hit or miss. Random. Uh, right. I myself, right. I don't I don't test positive for Lyme disease. The only reason that I found that that I had it, um, you know, I tested negative. I had a uh, one of the the, um, the antibodies that they associate with Lyme disease. It's still not, again, it's not a hundred percent test. They test for the antibody. Um, and if you have a high number of it, you know, it's, it's means that you had it and you beat it. If you have a low number of it, it means you're actively fighting that infection. And if you don't have it, it means you never had, you know, Lyme disease or or an infection associated with this antibody. So I had a really low number of, uh, of the antibody CD 57 or something like that. Um, and, 
we tested for that. So my, my, my doctor looked at all my symptoms and he's like, I think you've got Lyme. And, and he, he decided that we should just try to go on doxycycline for a little bit. And he said, if you do have Lyme disease, you're going to feel very different in a few days. Um, and it really was, you know, I, I had the, I, he called me, like I said, two or three days before the fight. I fought, performed like garbage. A <laughs> uh, couple days, you know, like I got back on, on Sunday, uh, I think Monday, you know, went, went in, got, um, got my medication. By the end of the week, I felt completely different. You know, the, the joint pain was still there and, and a lot of the, the, the deeper set symptoms were still there, but, uh, I really did start to feel a lot better in certain ways. And, and like one of the things is like kind of a, you, you get a brain fog where you just sometimes you forget what you're doing. You, you, you go to do something and you completely forget. And I think everybody can kind of relate to that, you know, or you sometimes you just forget why you went into a room or something like that. Um, but like mine was, it was pretty bad. Right. You know, I like, I'd, I'd go to, I'd go to do something. I'd go to, I'd go to work in the, the garage or clean the basement or something like that. And like, I would just go downstairs and kind of lose myself for a little bit and just not really do much of anything. Kind of just like, fart around for a little bit and uh you know if you can if you can get some of these tests going then then at least your your doctor is a little bit uh you know wise to it um and there are dark doctors that uh that are uh you know more literate you know we call it lime literate um but that you know there's there's strides being made right now and and it's it's pretty awesome i i i've done a couple events with uh the global lime alliance they're one of the charities that, uh, you know, they raise money for Lyme disease research. And, um, I was talking to the, the, the CEO, I guess you call him that, um, of the, of, uh, the GLA. And he said that we're this close to a, to a vaccine for Lyme disease. So, wow. Uh, That's good news. That is good news. You know, it's, 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 it, it really is good news. And I mean, the, the, it's messed up, like I said, cause it's, it can imitate anything young and old. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's in, pretty much every state it's in you know europe um you know and, and uh it's like 300,000 americans a year uh wow. you know wow. are, are diagnosed with it so it's uh it's an epidemic and and it feels like there's a little bit more press coming to it and i mean that's a that's an awesome thing and and you know there's a lot of tries to be made and uh you know we're just keep working keep plugging along at it yep. what is what is that medication you're on that treatment that you're on um, it's just doxycycline. It's a it's a pretty um, broad uh, antibiotic. Antibiotic. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mike, yeah, you, it's you a, went through this, Mike. I did. I did. I went through this in uh, 2004 and 2005. A lot mm-hmm. of the same stuff that you're talking about, Jim. Uh, I was I had a lot of the same symptoms that you talked about. Mm-hmm. I was having uh, episodes after I'd work out at the gym. And I couldn't figure out, like, one, literally one time I'd passed out. Somebody that. picked yeah. me up off the, off the ground. I couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. And it finally took me finding a doctor that was, like you said, I guess, Lyme literate at the time. Yep. And this has gone back a, mm-hmm. a long time. Um, that put me on a big cycle of what you're talking about. And I did it mm-hmm. for months, Pete. How many, yeah. I can't remember. It was probably maybe a year, six or eight months yeah. or a year. And all, and my symptoms really vanished really quickly. The interesting thing, 
And I'm, as you're talking, I'm looking at Becky, you know, because now, I, I you know, and again, it, it, what you said is true. You know, I'm older. You know, I'm I've been through a lot of shit in fishing, just like you have. Not as bad, you know. You're getting more beat up than I am, but uh, <laughs> literally, I, I, literally. Yeah, literally. But I I've been through a lot of stuff, and I've got symptoms again. And I'm wondering, you know, is it just has it the pounding of the boat for the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. Is it you yeah. know I have a little nausea in the mm-hmm. morning, you know? So you know maybe it's time for me to go back and and get it reinvestigated, but. I mean, this is all great information. Uh, My goodness, it's it, it's amazing to me because I I'm suffering with something and and I've, I'm undiagnosed and, and and the symptoms that you're talking about going up the stairs sideways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just like out of the blue. I got yeah, I got to yeah. go up the stairs sideways in the morning. Yeah. For fear that my joints are going to collapse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're like you know step you go down to pick up a pair of pliers on the deck of your boat. And you gotta le- you gotta lean on stuff to stand up again, and um, and it's just out of the blue. So uh, I feel that I'm worried. About, you know, I think Lyme disease might be my concern. I've not found a doctor that's literate in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I tested negative for it. Yeah. And um and I'm I'm kind of stuck undiagnosed right now. Right. Yeah. But that's what's cool. That's what's crazy about Lyme disease is you can you can test for it and test for it and test for it. Yeah. And it comes back as what a false negative they call it, right? So you could essentially test for it five or six times until finally they, you have it. Right. You know. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Well, awareness is great. Talking about it's great. You know, mm. bringing it to light is great. Uh, I I want to change topics, Jim, and I I don't know if you knew this officially, but there are two other UFC fighters fishing. I've- no, there's three. Three? Is there three? Yeah. Three other UFC fighters some rumors. fishing some rumors. this year. Uh, th- th- there's some 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 smack talk going around already. Do you want to weigh in on any of this, Dave? Do you want to comment, Brodzik? Do you want to comment on some of the smack talk? Yeah. Hey, hey, Jim. It's Dave, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. How you doing? All right, buddy. This I I I don't need I don't need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> got the trophy. Got the trophy. I'm, I'm Hold undefeated. that up one more time, Jim. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. We got yeah. full screen now. Hold that thing up. There you there go. go. That's yeah, more than talk nice. right there. Clay Guida says. Undefeated. Clay Guida That's says all we got to talk break. about. There's Clay, there's no talking. Wait, wait. Dave, what am I talking on the water? What do we got, Dave? So Clay says you better bring that and clean that glass for him because he's taking that home with you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clay Guida. <laughs> <laughs> You, can you can you take Clay out one on one? I'm in fishing. I'm talking about. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in I've been in two semi official. You know, like I won the, won the tournament, right? And then when I came fishing with you guys, Mike true. and I, we smoked the, the other guys. That's true. <laughs> Dude, that's true. We did. We, we clearly caught more perch and pickerel than any of you guys did. Clearly. Smoke? I think that's yeah. overstating it. So now, Jim, uh, for people who don't follow MMA, I want to give a little background story before I ask you this question. Most recently, there was a fighter named Gregor Gillespie, who mm-hmm. was a Division One national wrestling champion, which is no easy feat. Mm-hmm. And he he defeated a guy... Uh, in, in which afterwards, during his victory speech, he stated he's the greatest. Did you see the speech, Jim? 
I did. Yeah, yeah he, he did. stated he's the greatest fisherman in MMA. Do you dispute that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps creeping back. <laughs> but Jim, when he won, when he won, Jim, his fans had a poster with him holding a giant pike on it, dude. What's up with that? You none of your people come with deer heads and, and, and bass mounts, dude. Yeah, they don't. Uh, hey, man, he's a very good fisherman. I know that. And he's a good fighter as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, come July. You know, like I said, I'll do my talking on the water. Now, you know, the, the limes has, has hampered your training a little bit for MMA. How about fishing training? What's what's the plans getting ready for this derby? Um. Well, I, I've actually... Uh, I've been studying, you know. Been, uh, <laughs> I signed up. I signed up for the past you, man. I yeah, that's university subscriber <laughs> right there. <laughs> I've been, get, I've been getting my my homework in. All right, awesome. you need, you need to call Sancho. He'll come down and and get you warmed up. All right. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey Jim, I got a question, um, MMA question, and it, sure. most of the people watching aren't going to understand what I'm asking you, but I need to know what you think. What do you think about Colby Covington versus uh, Tyron Woodley? Um, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, uh, Woodley is uh, – I got a lot of respect for the guy. You know, I mean, he fought four times, won the title, and then defended three times in a year, um, which is pretty pretty nuts. Um, you know, and he's, 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 he is a dangerous fighter. He hasn't fought – as dangerous as he can be, right? Um, I don't know. You know, it, like these are these are two guys that have trained together in the past. Um, so when they talk, I don't know what's. I don't. I, I I don't really worry about what they say. What happened in training and this and that and because um, fight night is always different. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly I think that I would pick Woodley to win. Um. But uh, I also think that Colby's kind of he's he's gotten into just about everybody's head, right? Yeah. You know, so uh, I mean, he 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 seems like he's gotten Tyron a little bit uh, fired up and emotional about it right now, and the, the fight's not even signed up yet, you know. So, uh, and that's you know, fighting emotionally is is not a good thing. So. One more giant fight that may happen that I'd like to know your opinion on is is Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. How do you think that would turn out? Um, I I I think that Khabib would take him down and punch a hole in his head. Um, <laughs> I mean, Khabib's problem though is is that he he is vulnerable. He comes in with his chin high. Yeah. Uh, and and Connor does throw a really nice long left hand. Yeah. Um, it's one of those fights where the you know you've got the wrestler and grappler that needs to implement his game plan against the striker and and if any either one of them stays too long in the other person's realm, it's going to be bad for him. So um, I mean I, the thing is I think I think that uh, Khabib has done pretty damn well against some really good strikers as of late, and his pressure is. Uh, is really good and 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 if he keeps moving forward he's going to stuff the kicks of Connor. Um so then Connor's just boxing and then I think he's going to outwrestle him and take him down and you know bloody him up. Jim, do you have an opinion on weight cuts and where things are going with the weight cuts? And, and 
where I'm going with this is I see guys like um, Brian Ortega, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to get a shot at the title against uh, Max. Ortega's giant, right? Yeah. What, what's he, close to 200 pounds, and he's fighting uh, 145? 145. Yeah, 145. And mm-hmm. he, looked, he looked like a giant against Frankie Edgar. I don't know. Personally, I have a ton. As a fan, I have a ton of respect for fighters like you and Frankie that come in around your own weight, fight at your own weight, and I, I don't know. It's just I'm a little conflicted on these younger kids that have the ability to cut massive amounts of weight, but then they're I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. Well, the, I mean, the thing is, it's part of the game. Um, if, if you have weight classes, there's going to be manipulation of that, and being the bigger fighter inside. The cage is always going to be an advantage. Yeah, you're giving uh, up a lot every, just about every fight right now. What's that? You're giving up a lot of size just about every fight right now. Um, I mean, not not the terrible amount. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not as small for the weight class as Frankie is. You know, like I'm. I mean, when he left 55, I became the shortest 55 pounder. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm pretty short, but um, I'm. I guess I'm also kind of dumpy in the hips and <laughs> and a little dense. And your head doesn't help either, dude. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> shit. You know, that's coming from I, that's coming from a guy with the biggest dude. head in the world, right there. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's uh, it's going to be the, um, until they adopt a different style of of uh, like regulation for the weights. Uh, another organization, One FC, does something where they do they start doing hydration tests like six weeks out from the fight. Um, and they kind of chart on whether, you know, where, where you're going to be and, and where you should be. And if you're going to be able to be hydrated at fight weight. Um, so basically what it is, is it, they moved everybody up a weight class. You had guys that were fighting at 170s that now they're not really 170 pounders. They're 185 pounders right. because they can walk around hydrated at 185 and not 170. If they dehydrated, that's when they make 170. Um, if the UFC wants to do something like that, I'm all for it because then I'm going to be fighting 145 pounders, you know, guys that are fighting 145s, potentially some of the guys that are fighting 135s. Um, because I'm, I'm not the biggest 55 pounder. I'm probably one of the smaller guys now. I mean, there was a time in my career where I would easily walk around in the mid to upper 180s. Um, at 5'8? And what's that? At 5'8? At 5'8, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I stayed away, like, and the difficult weight cuts started coming on when my symptoms started coming yeah, on as well. You probably had so. about a 10-pound lime tick hanging off your back and didn't yeah, even know it. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, all that so t- and all that time you thought your balls just got really yeah. big. It's <laughs> <laughs> the big tick. Yeah, you know, like elk. I, I had a tough time, so I, I started taking some weight off, staying away from, you know, staying away from the, the lifting bigger weights and um, just to make my life easier and to make weight cuts easier because – it, it was nice being strong and explosive, or not necessarily more explosive, but but stronger and bigger, uh, you know, on fight night. But uh, if you're beating the crap out of yourself, um, you know, the day before to make weight, uh, it does affect you, you know. So I'm I've been trying to make it, you know, easier on myself, and I still I still think in a I might go up, 
you know? And what? it's like, who the hell cares? Just cool. go and do it. And if I if I fought at, uh, you know, 70s or even 85s, there's some big men that fight at 185s. But I'm going to fight at 185 walking into that cage, it being just a normal day. Yeah. Not having kicked my ass for the last four days to make weight. Um and taking that energy away from myself, I'm going to go in there and, and one, be the faster man because I'm, I can pretty much guarantee that I'm faster than any 185 pounder. Um, but it, you know, it's just, I'd, I'd be more, I'd be more me, <laughs> you know, like the weight cut does affect you. And, and, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I'd say get rid of them. Screw it. You know, like, let's just fight each other. Who the hell cares? <laughs> we to fight somebody I'll, I'll, I'll watch. I like that. I, I want to jump in real quick, and I want to say this. This is interesting. Um, and I think this is the first time I've ever said this publicly, but I have a lot of proud moments in my life and in my career. Uh, you know, uh, being, a, being a husband to Becky, the birth of my children, uh, winning the classic, winning the angle of the year. But in that list of, let's say, my top ten most proudest moments would be having my ass kicked by Jim Miller. <laughs> so thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Well, that. you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> in that purple singlet, too. Yeah, I'm sick. and I was in a purple singlet. Yeah, yes. Were, yeah. Yes. Bless you, bro. Very amazing moment in my life. Yeah, so th- thank you for kicking you my were, ass. You were a bit slimmer back then. I, yeah, I was slimmer, too. Yeah, that was nice. Looking like Grimace in that purple singlet now, dude. <laughs> I couldn't get in it. Be a lot of bulges all over the place. Like, like anorexic Grimace. <laughs> go, go put it on. Go put it on. Very unflattering. What are you Very drinking fl- tonight, Jim? Well, I started on a beer, and now I've got some weird concoction. What's your best beer that you make, Jim? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, our Oktoberfest, um, we haven't made it in a little while, a few years, but uh, our Oktoberfest is pretty good. Um, and uh, the the recipe that came out the best is the one that we, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put all the blame on my brother, so then I guess the um, the success lies in that as well. He burned he burned the mash while we were uh, mashing the, the grains, and uh, just that little bit... Yeah. Of of like scorched uh grains in the bottom. It was like a twenty gallon batch. So that little bit of it just gave it enough like of this like toasted flavor. Uh that was like perfect. Yeah, we had the yards guys in here, Jim, and they said the same thing. Said they the used to have thing. this limited release of yeah. this IPA that they would make and mm-hmm. it was the ingredients were so expensive and they screwed them up that they didn't wanna they didn't want to redo it. Yeah, and they made it that first year, and it was delicious. Then it changed after that, and we asked them yeah. why it changed, and they they explained what you just said that yeah. they messed up cooking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was the it was the best beer they ever made, man. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we, we've made a couple other really good ones. Um, there's a we make a pale ale that's, that uh, like I made I wanted to make something that was like complex enough, but really like light. We had a, a pig roast uh, a few years ago now, um, so I made one that was uh, it's just citra hops and uh, like maris otter, which is kind of a, a breadier um, English grain, and uh, it just it came out. It, it, it's a really good beer, and um, I don't know. It's it's that's one of my favorites, and it's so it's just drinkable. 
You know, I mean, that's like that's the best part about making making the beers. Like, I'm not a big fan of like making huge ones, you know, eight nine percenters, right. adding all these crazy things into it because it's like if it's too big and I've got a keg of it sitting in the kegerator, then you, then you got to drink a friggin' eight or nine percent beer every night. Yeah, it's tough. Where it's yeah. like, okay, well, if you make something that's like five, I, I can have two of it, and you know, the 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 flavor's not going to be overpowering with anything. Because we threw IPA. jalapeno peppers in it or some other crazy shit. Pete, uh, our very own Pete Glusick has a beer idea for you, Jim. Oh, take yeah? take a little bit of Coke and a little bit of Captain Morgan's, put it in a coffee cup, and call it go. a beer. <laughs> and, and call it and call it Heritage's coffee. Smooth. Smooth. It, it's a little bit there higher than eight percent. Sailing with the captain. Yeah. All right, Captain. Jim, you're, you're with Traeger Grills. I see you cooking with a Traeger all the time. Um, I use one. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say I'm with them. Well, but, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're using a Traeger, and uh, we've been trying I, to I figure love it, it out. Yeah. Please help. <laughs> give us give us some recipes, dude. Give us some can't-miss recipes. <laughs> can't-miss recipes? Yeah, what's uh, your go-to, man? Listen, it stopped smoking profusely <laughs> we're learning every time we turn it on well, i need i need jim to script our next our next <laughs> give us our next that's where we should have gone it, live we, with some, like everyone just runs through the smoke uh, and like yeah. we announce every, every <laughs> our guests that are coming on this show as they run through the smoke <laughs> it's got a smoky oak flavor to it like an 80s rock video there you go. <laughs> All right, so what are we going with? Dude? We got to cook it in, in about half hour, forty minutes. A half hour, forty minutes. See, well, that's you're pushing. You're pushing the time limit a uh, little bit. An hour. I'll give you an hour. An hour. I mean, doing like cooking brats on the Traeger is probably like the best thing ever. Go for it. Tell me about um, it. I mean, all you're doing is it's just a couple cans of beer. I actually. I'm to the point where I buy crappy beer just to use for making bratwurst, okay. <laughs> just for cooking with. Uh, crank it up to 350, throw the brats on, cook them for you know 20 minutes or whatever, 25 minutes. Um, while the beer is on there warming up, you take a take an onion, you slice up the onion, uh, throw the onion in the beer. Hell yeah. Um, and then once those brats are cook through you know in like that 20 minutes or so you put them in the beer you let them sit in there for like half an hour and just kind of soak and simmer in that in that beer um and it's just it's i love bratwurst yeah. like i have a, a an obsessive obsession <laughs> with with sausages and cased meats cooking it like that it's just uh they're, it's the best way to do it. It's the absolute best way to do it that I've that I've found. Um, you get you can get you get some of that smoke flavor, and they're still and they're not like overdone. They're not dried out. Uh, I'm a big fan of like uh, doing steaks on there is awesome. And if if you take the time to uh, smoke them for a little bit, so you take a nice steak and you leave it on smoke. And you smoke it for like 40 minutes to an hour. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Pull it off. Crank that puppy up. You know, and that's like the big thing is you got to you got to take the meat out. Let, you know, let the meat sit in the, you know, wrap it up or throw it in a cooler or something like that. Give that grill, you know, 15 minutes to heat up. 
and then throw them back on for a few minutes per side, you know, checking that temperature, um, pull them off when they're, you know, five, five degrees under, let them sit again so that they rise up. It's, it takes work. It takes a little effort, but holy shit, <laughs> you know, like you can, you can make some really good friggin' steaks on there. Um, I mean, the, that's probably, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things to make on there. It does take, it does take that time, uh, to do it, but, uh, you can get, get into like a smoked friggin', you know, ribeye or something like that, or New York strip is, it's awesome. Yeah. The first time we did it, that we, we smoked the, uh, what was the ribs back? What's that? I can't hear you. Now. The first oh, time we, we, we cooked on it, we smoked some meat, and it was pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to be the one to figure this out if, if two hours has to go into cooking. We're working on it. <laughs> a little, right. little bit of time. Yeah. Little yeah. known fact, Dave Brodzik was born with a kielbasa in his hand. <laughs> All Polish kids were. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this room would smell like after three hours of podcasting, drinking beer, and e- after eating bratwurst? It smelled good, oh, man. Oh, awesome. Holy it smelled lovely. Wow. What are you talking about? It smelled bad. I like that smell. I like it. It's a good smell. Brian. How's your brother Dan doing, Jim? He's doing good. He's doing good. He's, uh... He, he, uh... Stepped away for a little bit of training and stuff like that, and he packed on some pounds and came back and was big and sparred with him a bunch leading up to that last fight, and it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like Dan at, at, at 235 is not not fun to move around with. Um, but because uh, he still moves like he was 200. Right. Uh, but he's got that extra, you know, extra power and, and uh, mass to throw around. Um but he's back into it and, and, and training a bit more and uh, he's uh, we're doing this, this thing uh, he's, he's, he's coaching a team out of our gym now um, for this new MMA organization um, uh, MMA Pro League and uh, so it's going to be a group of group of fighters that are that are fighting out of out of Millbrows MMA um, and Dan's going to be the head coach and uh, it's going to be a pretty good opportunity that's, and, the new, uh, that's the new team based league right? yeah yeah team based and um, they're they're doing it in a in an interesting way, like the winning gets the win the losing game first, uh, which which sucks to be that guy, but it it adds that extra drama and suspense for the for not only for the team and you know those. Uh, those fighters that it's it's really hinging on, uh, you know, like later in the night, um, but also you know the fans watching it, they're 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 going to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, into it because it's uh, there's 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 something on the line, you know. Sure. That's awesome, dude. How's his neck? His neck injury is good. It's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been able to to be back in training. Good. Uh, you know, it's a he had a bone fusion, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Jim, I got a question for you. Um, so my oldest son just turned 17, and he's very, um, very, very uh, much into his in, into his books and learning, and 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 for the last few years he hasn't been very active. Mm-hmm. Super smart kid. Um, blowing away all our expectations for what he's been able to accomplish and he's heading off off to college and everything like that 
But I feel like I need to, as a parent, I need to kind of direct him towards something athletic again. He did, mm-hmm. you know, he played soccer as a kid. He, you know, he took taekwondo for a little while, and um, and he's a little bit. He's got he's got good genetics um, for his your for kid. His, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. He must get it from my wife. But, but like, you know, you know, at 12 years old, he had he had a six pack, you know, when he was doing sit ups for a week and and um, super flexible can put his can put both legs behind his head. He can sit on the couch. We'll sit on the couch with both legs behind his head watching TV like super flexible. And, and, and like I said, he's a really, really smart kid, but he's inside his own head a little bit. Now he's driving and he's out in the real world. So. He does school, and then he plays video games, right? And again, he's not out of shape, but he does school, and he plays video games. So everything is in a flat, two-dimensional world, right? He's staring at a, at a, at a monitor playing video games. Well, now he's driving, and shit's yeah. coming at you from all directions. And I could see my son, who is, in my opinion, pretty damn brilliant, struggling with, like, you know, cars coming at me, estimating this, that, and the other. I'm like, all right. I got to break him out of the rut that he's been in the last four years with school and video games, and I'd like to get him into something. And what comes to my mind is jujitsu, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know shit about it, but from what I listen to, it's it's very cerebral. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something you take a lot of damage, and um, and the, his his natural flexibility seems to kind of line up with that. You know, the fact that he's so hip flexible. So I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on 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 that, and if that would be, as a father, a good direction to kind of push him into. I mean, if you wanted to see if he wants to give it a shot, I mean, uh, it's definitely it is a cerebral sport, and it, and, and jujitsu is jujitsu is for everyone. It really is. Um, it's extremely low impact if you're if you're doing it right. Uh, and if you have good instruction, obviously, I mean that's the that's the biggest thing with with jujitsu is finding um, you know instructors that aren't going to demand too much out of students. Um, it, it's pretty easy now to find you know reputable people, but uh, it is a very cerebral sport. And I mean that's the thing though is it's also not cerebral if you don't need it to be. Like I I'm not I'm not a cerebral grappler. Right. I don't. Right. I don't think while I'm going, you know, while I'm grappling or while I'm fighting, I'm. I'm just. I'm reactive. Right. Um. And if I'm thinking and I'm trying to plan things out and I'm trying to to be a step ahead of my opponent, um, then I'm hesitating and then I'm too slow and then I'm 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 dealing with things. Where if I just kind of like blank out and let my body do what it's supposed to do, then then things happen and uh you know next thing I know I'm getting my hand raised. Um, but it is, it is a sport where, you know, you, you can use your mind. You can be that, that, uh, that athlete that is ahead of your opponent and like planning, planning an attack. And it is like chess. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you wanted to see if he wants to give it a shot, I mean, guide him, guide him somebody's way, man. Cause there's, there's, uh, you guys are in. South Jersey, there's there's a lot of really reputable places down there. Who, who uh, you got down here? You got anybody, or, or you can text me later. All right, yeah, yeah, I'll text you. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you want to say it on the air, that's cool. If not, you text me. Later. No, I mean, uh, Ed, uh, Ricardo Almeida. I don't know how close he is. Um, Tom DeBlas. Um, you know, the, the, those guys and anybody that are that are that's like off of Ricardo. Um, it, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be in really good hands. Yeah. Yeah, Almeida's more Central Jersey, like Hamilton. His his school's okay. out of Hamilton. That's he's all the way down here in Glassboro near Mike's house where you came that one time, Jim. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking to travel like one mile each way. One oh. mi- one full mile. And that's <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> Who you got, Jim? You do a Google search and you send me some names. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll that? start with that. We'll cross reference. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a big cross reference. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, <laughs> Jim, first of all, thank you for coming on again. Uh, very, very insightful stuff on limes. I know a lot of our listeners are going to love that stuff. Yeah. And. Dude, I can't wait to see you in a month or so at uh, uh, re-winning the title again against all these other people that are talking smack. There it goes there again. It Look at it creep in. Where are you at, Gregor Gillespie? That's right. Where are you I'm at? thinking of belt buckle. <laughs> Beck, that's not a bad idea, Beck. Let's think about a belt buckle next time. Uh, definitely look forward to seeing you, and, uh, and can't wait till you come out. And thank you again for fishing the event. It's going to be a great time. No problem. Thanks for having me. You got it. Jim Miller, everybody. Thanks, Jim. Man, that's some awesome stuff. Dude, it actually felt like um, talking to Jim's like uh, being on an NPR podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, right? He's got a tremendous amount of knowledge about about the things that he's into. Well, that's why his podcast works, you know? He's a diverse (laughs) dude, like I said, you know? Right. It's interesting because I don't think... People, you know, people in all walks of life, you, you have people that diversify like that and people that just stay static in one thing. And he's very diverse. You, you could tell. You could hear it. Yeah. He dives in. I yeah. mean, even with Lyme's disease, he's, he's dived. I learned a lot. And uh, yeah. he's actually inspired me to reinvestigate. Absolutely. You know, he's still you should. You have to go yeah. check out that antibody. You know yeah. the thing that I find interesting? Every doctor I've come across doesn't really want to test you for... Limes. A lot of them don't. They all shut you down. Every single doctor I've been to, you don't have limes. They look at you and they say, that's not it. That's what yeah. my doctor just told me because I've been having all these vertigo issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, you don't have limes. I'm like, well, could you just test? You're already taking the blood. Yeah. yeah. Probably just some vial, spin it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you don't have it. You're fine. The interesting thing, when they tested Becky's blood for everything that's going on, oh, do you remember the, uh, the horror movie... Uh, the thing. I remember that. You remember it? And they're like in the frozen tundra or whatever, and they take the blood samples. And the way that they discover whether you're the thing is they heat up the tips of metal and they put it in the cup with the blood, and if the blood <laughs> jumps away, you're the thing. And that's how they tested your blood. But your blood didn't jump away, it stayed in, so you're not the thing. Good. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> not being the thing. Nobody's backing me up on this shit. Come on, man. That was so weird. No, it's not. So they tested it. So I'm not the thing. <laughs> Go ahead. So there's some IM coming in on Brian's question to Jim Miller. Uh, let's see here. Comment from Pete's Ultrex. Super awkward one there, stock. Wait, wait, wait. What, what question is this? Well, uh, I guess that long one you went into about Luke and jiu-jitsu. Really? Pete's Ultrex. That, that, that was awkward. 
I don't know. Wawa Wawa Hoagie later. Jim, my daughter has been dancing for years. How do how do I make sure she doesn't dance on bars when she's twenty one? <laughs> That's your problem, Valdez. <laughs> Wawa Hoagie wow. Lady. Keep, 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 keep them coming, guys. Wow. I hate these Pete, guys. Pete, um, <laughs> some people want to know, uh, in 2018, uh, where are the... Tw- I'm so glad that people said that. Well, I hate them. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I never talk. Pete, when, when will some of the new locations for Bass U come out, and will there be any near South Jersey? We ho- we're hope so. We we're hopeful. We're looking at Jersey right now. So that, that And we're going to be in Tulsa. Uh, we're going to be back in Alabama, it looks like. Miami. Miami. And, uh, Do you think if you come to New Jersey, tab. you can invite Jim Miller and Brian Stockwell to stand up on stage and Brian can ask him questions? That would be awesome. <laughs> That's entertaining. Oh, man. <laughs> Brian's like... So, <laughs> somebody else Very said... Very entertaining. Somebody else said... Someone else said, Brian, make him sweat or take him rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> rock climbing. Oh, so I know a good oh. place. Suicide Hill. In Ma- me. The Milfoil Hunter says, we love you, Brian. Love your ghost more though <laughs> well here's what i want to know Dave. Brian. Dave, yeah. here's what i want to know so brian asked jim what he would do what would what would brian's ghost say to do do you have any idea what brian's ghost would say to it's do it's, it's, involved, it's involving it's involving his son <laughs> uh, I, 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 brian's ghost is uh is is, is, is not around right now <laughs> You know families are off limits. <laughs> Re- rephrase the question, and I'm sure his ghost may come through. I just appreciate the fanboying that went on in the back room there. The, the fanboying. Oh, come on. Brian and I, I There are, was a uh, lot yeah. of fanboy going on. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, this so, happened. If, 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 if Mike, yeah. if you didn't get involved, we'd still be talking MMA till probably 1 o'clock. I normally wouldn't mind if I'm, I'm looking at my watch and i got to get up at 5 to get me out of the to be at flats by 6. All right, so are we doing birthday celebration now? Are we done? I think it's – it's here's let's do this. Murphy. Let's do this, Brian. Let's – Brian the Carpenter, you're good with – Michael the fisherman. You good with uh? Do we still have things to do? No, you good with uh calling it quits here? Yeah, man. All right, let's do this. You wanna? We'll go out with the birthday celebration. Oh, hold on, I gotta light the candles. Okay, let me uh. What what camera? See, I'm 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 awkward here. Am I looking at this one? Let me thank everybody for watching tonight. Uh, amazing Ike live show. Uh, want to thank uh our guest. Tonight, Charles, thank you for being in studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Very excited about everything that's going to happen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Pete Glusick, Dave Brodzik, Brian the Carpenter. Thank you, Becky, Jim for Miller, being here with us tonight. Nicholas Waddell. Thank you for Nicholas Waddell. <laughs> Not Weedle. Weedle. Not Weedle. <laughs> uh, thank you Waddell. for joining us, Nick. And, of course, Jim A10 Miller. Thank you for joining us tonight. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, check out our sponsors, MTB, Bash University, TH Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, Line Cutters, uh, Real Snot. Check them all out. Um, use the promo codes we mentioned earlier in the show. Get your discount, and uh, and we'll see you soon. Brian, announcement on new loca- on a new date for Ike Live. Do you know yet? Yeah, right. There you have it. <laughs> Good story. Hey, get your, get your free Bash U hat. Subscribe. And Mike? Happy birthday. Thank you very much. And uh, last but not least, apologies to Mr. 
Dick Morris, and Dick Hackney. We're supposed to have you on, but we ran out of time. And with that, happy birthday to me and Eric the intern who bailed on us tonight. And here we go. Are you ready? You ready? <coughs> I have to hear everyone. We have to ready? sing? Do we have any music? Nah. Right. Happy birthday. No, you don't oh. sing for yourself. Oh. Oh. I was doing it. All right, let's go fast. Ready, set, go. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mike. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Excellent. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace. Bye. Peace out.